0: Boom. Boom. Well, well, what? After my boom comes your boom, and then yours until we're all booming.
1: Mr. Simon, bring me a
0: dream, make him the cutest that I've ever seen, give him two lips like roses and clover, and tell him
1: that he's of
0: John Doe, you're the hope of the world. smell what you shoveling Sure. Okay. Uh, here we go. Three. You want to start? Okay. Three, two, one. Go. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Actual Comedy Presents an Actual Podcast.
1: Hello. Uh,
0: I'm Angel Ace.
1: And I'm Aaron Moreland.
0: And uh, we've had a crazy week of news uh, happen uh, that we wanted to go over with everyone, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, more than a week, but these are like the, the stories that we could pick off for you.
0: Yeah, some crazy headlines. Some well,
1: crazy headlines, yeah. Let's start
0: off with the biggest uh, news story that we've, we're we going to cover this week, I feel like.
1: Yeah, um, definitely This, the this was some
0: pretty big news, right?
1: I mean, it's it's the biggest news that I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> um, so, earlier this week, uh, if you, you out there haven't heard about this, um, 200 pounds of pasta were found in uh, Old Bridge, New Jersey.
1: A shitload of pasta.
0: <laughs> dropped
1: in the middle of the forest.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it was like in a wooded area. Um, but... <laughs> It was crazy how viral, like, the pictures of that went.
1: Yeah, I saw it, like, a few days ago. Yeah. And I thought it was a joke. Yeah. And then I Googled pasta in New Jersey.
0: Well, how crazy is it that, like, the first thing I thought was, like, oh, there there must be something wrong with that pasta, right? Like, like, I thought that there was, like, a company that did it, like, the DuPonts or some shit.
1: <laughs> like, it was bait?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you eat this pasta,
1: you're going to become a zombie?
0: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, we got to the bottom of it. Apparently, we we figured out why that pasta was out there, right?
1: Yeah, we did find that out. And it wasn't as devious as, uh, we had imagined, I think.
0: No, no. uh, apparently, uh, there was a dude who was, like, cleaning out, um, his recently deceased mother's house. And she had, like, 200 pounds of expired pasta in there. (laughs) And, uh...
1: He I, just decided to, like take it for a walk and like leave it in the middle of the forest. <laughs> I guess like that generation of people are the same ones that would just like take their dog for a walk mm. and like leave him on the side of the highway.
0: Oh uh, yeah my dad so used he to did that with his pasta with
1: Oh he did he told me that yeah
0: he used to tell me that they you know how like little kids like used to get the story about like 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 uh, spots on the farm now. He's on the farm. That's
1: a fucking true story, okay? Kelly is on the farm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my my dad didn't say that. Uh, He used to tell me. uh, I used to say, like, like, what happened with Princess? And he's like, oh, uh, I put her in the car, uh, took her to the side of the highway, and then opened the door, and then she ran out. (laughs) That that was his farm story That was his farm story?
1: Is that what he really
0: did? I think so, yeah. I don't think he, he had it in him to, like, put a dog out of their misery. But if they got like old enough, like.
1: That they couldn't like see through traffic very well?
0: Yeah, he would drop them off on the side of the highway. And he'd be
1: like, oh, it's out of my hands now.
0: (laughs) And I guess that's. It was like a wooded area of the highway, though. Like it, it wasn't like the. He wouldn't drop them off like into traffic or in the median, right? He would be like, hey, go run in the woods. There's a rabbit out there or something. Oh,
1: like he's like, go back to your natural. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, like, go back to nature (laughs) for the rest of your life. Room free for the rest of your life. I mean, maybe that's not that uh, unethical.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: But you get a dog used to, like, you know, sitting on a couch. Yeah. It's not going to be super thrilled when it's just, like, in the middle of the forest.
0: Yeah, all the dogs he did that with were used to guarding our backyard in Camden, New Jersey, so...
1: Oh, so they were... I mean technically probably brought to a safer area. Yeah.
0: <laughs> True. He was doing those dogs a favor.
1: Like Moses' mother just like sending him across the water in a basket and oh, then man. they get raised by queens.
0: Can you imagine if that basket was made out of pasta? That's the thing. <laughs> this pasta was like uncooked when it was supposedly thrown out the first time. So uh
1: the water cooked it from the it, rain, right? It
0: rained, yeah. It rained and then it made it look like it was cooked.
1: I wonder how long it took for like rainwater to cook spaghetti. Because like, I feel like when we like boil water for spaghetti, it takes like an hour.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, not once it's not once the water's hot, but like the rainwater is not hot, right?
0: Yeah, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But you think it was like, at a, like, at a spot where it was like an edible type of pasta that was out there.
1: No, I mean like for wh- whose standards? Well, because you know? like if
0: you take a piece of pasta, right, that's like raw, and you put it in like a cold cup of water, it'll still look like cooked pasta, right? After a while.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying that's how long did it take for it to like grow into like a full, mm. a full grown pasta with like without being in boiling water. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, they said... We it, should
1: just take, like, a po- pack of pasta and put it outside. Do
0: our own experiment? And see
1: how long it takes for it to grow.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of critters outside where we live, so I don't I don't know if it'd be there long enough.
1: My first thought was it was the spaghetti monster's real.
0: The spaghetti monster?
1: Yeah, you know, there's the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was like, you know...
0: There was a book that I used to read as a kid about like a haunted house and uh there was a bunch of like monsters in there and the one monster that was in the kitchen was like a spaghetti monster. I don't remember the Was it the name
1: like of the, the flying spaghetti monster or was it like
0: No, he had his The kitchen
1: spaghetti monster. was a
0: kitchen spaghetti. His eyes were meatballs, I think, or oh. maybe olives. I don't know. I got i got to see if I can find that book. I don't remember the name of it or the author
1: <laughs> or anything else. <laughs>
0: I think the bathtub was haunted. It might have been one of those where you can, like, uh... Like, uh...
1: You flip up the little cardboard zones. Yeah, you, like,
0: a flip a thing, and then, like, the, the story changes somehow. Yeah,
1: the pictures come out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. I into- Are those still a thing, like...
1: I mean I guess in like children's books but like I don't They got fucking
0: iPads now right? I never
1: gave my kids books. I'm like what the fuck? You're never going to read these. (laughs) You know. (laughs) And those little like children's stories are they're shitty. Yeah.
0: You know.
1: Yeah. I figured the public school system is there for a reason.
0: Yeah. So I'm not really
1: but I do think that they're made with like cardboard and like bright pictures Mm. so that kids will buy them during the scholastic book fairs.
0: That's what that pasta was made out of too. Cardboard? <laughs>
1: yeah. It Probably have, why none of the animals ate it. it.
0: Yeah it must have been made out of something that was not like appet- appetizable to the animals. I guess. <laughs> <Is that laughs> Do a- we
1: know how long it was out there? Like mm. was it dropped like, like one day and the next day it was like full grown spaghetti and well, then.
0: Well I think all the people the pictures that people were sharing on social media were like
1: enhanced of
0: no they were of the pasta when it was like in its wet state so i don't think too Yeah, many probably people that... nobody
1: came across it in its dry state because it would have been like small mm. you know what i mean
0: okay yeah like
1: think about it like have you ever tried to like get yourself like just one serving of pasta like from like a, a box
0: to like raw to cook
1: yeah, like say you want to make pasta, but you're not going to make the whole box because you're the only one that's eating. Have you ever tried to like just try and dole out one serving? Yeah. It's such a tiny amount. Like, yeah. And it gets Well, it big. depends
0: what it is, right? Like if it's spaghetti, it's just like one long john. Yeah. But you could like crush that up into what? Like two or three strands of spaghetti? How many average strands of spaghetti are on like one average serving, you think?
1: It depends on the cut. Of the pasta. Yeah,
0: they got a different... They got a butcher's cut of spaghetti. Well, you got a fettuccine.
1: <laughs> you got a spaghetti. You got an angel hair. You got a linguine.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: You got spaghetti, like classic spaghetti.
0: Well, this pasta that they found was uh alphabet pasta and uh spaghetti. Yeah. So, I guess that expands pretty pretty high there.
1: What did it spell out?
0: I don't think it spelled anything out. Oh. Did you see something that it spelled out? No, but it would have been
1: funny. <laughs> if they, like, found it, and it was, like, the election was rigged.
0: Just well, yeah, pasta. It, it was Jer- that, <laughs> that area of Jersey where they would say that. That's what <laughs> I assumed. And
1: they were obviously, like, preppers, right?
0: Well, uh, they said something about, like, it could have been some, like, an older person that uh, bought a bunch of stuff during the lockdown, the COVID lockdowns, and just never got around to, like, eating it or whatever. So, I don't it's know. It's
1: just weird, though. Like, why would you take the boxes Empty them out in, like, the, the forest. Yeah. And then take the boxes back. Like, you you had to get rid of the boxes, which is almost dry as yeah, much yeah. volume as the empty boxes, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. What's this guy's deal here? I don't know. You think there was fentanyl in that spaghetti?
0: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> You think this is
1: part of the border crisis? I
0: don't know. It might be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, speaking of, um, uh, what is it called? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, feasting. Okay. Yeah, feasting and the different things that the uh, elite do. Okay,
0: yeah. The the elite have been uh, featured prominently in the news cycle this past week.
1: Yeah, yeah. They have been. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but... There's a new king in town.
0: There's a new king in town, baby.
1: Charles and George. <laughs>
0: um. So, and uh, so, yeah. King Charles's coronation, the third, right?
1: King Charles, yeah, King Charles the uh, third. No, th- is he the third?
0: I think he's the third.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: his coronation was uh, done Saturday, the May the sixth of 2023.
1: In the year of our Lord.
0: In the year of our Lord.
1: Yolo. No. Yeah. No, that's y o o l.
0: Y o o. (laughs) I was thinking that it spelled Y O L O. Yeah, we we saw it earlier. Um, Obviously, we're recording this after the coronation. Well, yeah, because
1: we wanted to see what the whole coronation like presentation was like, right?
0: Well, I feel definitely... like okay, so we should explain that we come from the standpoint of like we don't really know what the point of this whole monarchy thing still going on is about, right? Like it's kind of weird that there's still people out there that care so deeply about this thing.
1: Yeah, it's odd. It yeah. definitely is odd because it's like, all right, um we know that at this point that the monarchs don't make any real political decisions, right?
0: Supposedly, yeah. That's left
1: to the suits.
0: Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: what's the point of preserving the line like what is it that they actually do?
0: Yeah so uh, we're talking specifically about the British monarchy right Yeah and uh, the King of England.
1: So if we if we take ourselves over to Europe right now yeah how many kings are there? Just Charles right?
0: Uh, what's the territory?
1: Who else has kings I over think, in
0: Europe? I think there's a territory of like Great Britain that encamp- encapsulates uh, England, Scotland, and parts of like Northern Ireland. And at one point, they wanted to take over France, too. But,
1: but they, Macron was like, fuck that shit. <laughs>
0: it's like, I don't think he had
1: anything to do with it. No. But so other than Charles, everybody else has like a president, right? There's not another. Is there another king in I Europe? Think,
0: I think each country has their own like parliament.
1: Parliament. But yeah. it's not a, like a monarch.
0: Mm, they might also have monarchs. Like I, I did think Google S- that. Sweden might have like a, a, a monarchy.
1: Is Sweden part of Europe?
0: Yeah. What else would it be part of?
1: I don't know. Like, I thought they were their own thing.
0: I mean, what do you mean? Like, Europe's a continent. Like, that's...
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that. But when I think of Europe, I just think of...
0: Oh, like the other stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: the one, you know, like France, England, Italy, Ireland, Scotland... Yeah. Wales.
0: You, okay, so you think of Sweden as more like the Alps, probably? Yeah, I
1: think of Sweden. I mean, because they they were like the fucking um, neutral country during the war, right? So I guess I just don't really count them into the ally. Oh, they got to... They're not part of the allied nations. They got to take a
0: stance for you to uh, consider them a thing? <laughs>
1: no, I just was like, I don't equate them into that group of nations because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Um, so anyway... Uh, yeah, I don't know there's other m- modern-day... Mo- I think there are for specific other, like, nations. But they also have, like, a a parliament system where there's, like, a prime minister or, like, a president or something like that in place.
1: Yeah, who make the laws and all that stuff.
0: On the surface, yeah. So I was newspaper. just
1: wondering... I did Google it quickly, and I don't think that anybody in, your, like, the, the Europe I, I described...
0: Not not my Europe.
1: (laughs) In the nations that I was talking about, Britain is the only king. Mm. So, um, yeah. Uh, So now we have a coronation today after Queen Elizabeth
0: died. We had Queen Elizabeth. She died, uh, what, uh, January, was it? Or was it last year? It
1: was like September, I think, of last year.
0: 2022 she died? Yeah. Okay. And then it's taken this long to... I guess, get this process in place to... Properly. I guess for all
1: the, like... The, it took him that long to, to plan the party, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? We can't do this in a week.
1: <laughs> I think that he got the title of being king, like, yeah. upon Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's death. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, the coronation was, like, the... That's when it really gets effective.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. So... Um, what were you learning about the, the, um...
0: Well, let's... So, he's the new king, right? He's getting coronated. This is, like, a big, uh, deal because it only happens, like, once the previous monarch passes away or whatever?
1: Yeah, so, like, you... The person who's next in succession doesn't get to be the monarch until their predecessor passes away.
0: Right, right, right. Um, so, uh... Yeah, we were watching this and like reading more about the coronation and like what the different like uh aspects were of like the different like uh stages of the coronation. Yeah, like specifically
1: the rituals that
0: they were doing. Yeah, we found out they have a lot of like weird uh ritualistic things. A lot. Yeah. A lot of weird shit. Um but so, we decided to like break down a couple of the things. Now, obviously, some of the things that we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about, you can like look into it more yourself. Uh, we're, we feel like we're going to be, just be like grazing the subjects uh, because we have so much to try to like.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't take anything we say as fact. Obviously, always, oh, yeah. always, always like look up what oh, yeah. we're talking about. Again, everything's open to your own interpretation. So (laughs) um, it's all a joke. (laughs) Um, But so you we were trying to find out, like, what's the process of a coronation? Like, what do they do? On that day. Yeah.
0: So so each of us like me and you did our research and we, we each covered like a thing. A different like topic that had to do with the coronation, and we feel like we wanted to start off with one of the most obvious things, which is uh, like the clothing and the stuff that they wear on the outside. Yeah. And the jewels. The jewels. Yeah. Okay. uh, That they use for these. Yeah, so I did a little bit of uh,
1: research into the crown jewels, which I could do way more. Like if I I could get into the specific jewels and where they came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Africa and wars. Um, (laughs) but so. There are several different, like, things that are considered crown jewels mm-hmm. that are um, used during the coronation so- ceremony. Mm. The sovereign, which is funny because we were like, how come we can't become sovereign? Yeah. But anyway, the sovereign <laughs> um, is presented during the... Qu- qu- the sovereign is the new king or queen. Okay. Other, in other words, the monarch, but we're they're calling them sovereign. Okay, yeah. The Sovereign is presented with two scepters on, um, one has a, a cross on the top of it mm-hmm. and the other one has a dove on the top of it. Okay. And one of those scepters has the, um, biggest diamond that was ever like found. It was like supposedly, it was called this, the first star of Africa.
0: Oh, okay. And it
1: was originally like five, uh, it was like huge and then it was cut down into like four four different diamonds that, like, are part of the Crown Jewels collection. Okay. So, on, like, different coronations, other monarchs have had it in different spots. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's at the top of one of the scepters.
0: Okay, so... So the
1: one of the diamonds, like, the biggest one of them.
0: So, each monarch, do you think each monarch has a say? And, like, maybe each of them has, like, a unique way of, like, presenting those diamonds and, like, whatever...
1: Yeah, because the, what the they said was that the scepter was, like, made into, like, a claw so that you could, like, open it up and take the diamond out.
0: Oh, it's, like, one of those fucking grabby things for, <laughs> yeah. for the old people in Florida?
1: Yeah, and then you could take <laughs> it out if you wanted to, you know, put it in a pendant or something. I don't know.
0: Nice.
1: But that... So there's four of them that are yeah. part of the crown jewels, and one of them is in the top of one of the scepters. Mm. Um, the cross is supposed to represent temporal power. hmm And then the dove... Uh, they didn't give the meaning of the dove, but I mean, draw your own conclusions. Um, then they also have golden spurs like that go around their heels. Okay. Like, I guess. Um, and they were supposed to symbolize knighthood. Mm. And, um, their use in the coronation rituals derived directly from the ceremony of creating a knight. Okay. And then the next thing that is part of the current crown jewel collection is St. Edward's crown. Okay. And that's the crown that's used at the moment of coronation. So there's different crowns that they use for different things. St. Edward's is used at the moment of coronation. hmm It's gold with like a purple velvet like under part, like the cloth part that you can see under the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is purple velvet. hmm um, and then the, the one that was used now was made for Charles Second. Okay. And it was made in 1661 to replace the medieval crown, which was melted down in 1649. There's a couple of things that they said they had to melt down and I'm not sure why. Mm. I actually, like we were doing so much research and I was going down so many different tangents that I forgot to look that up.
0: <laughs> but,
1: um... So anyway, the cro- the the crown has four crosses on it. It's called a four crosses pate. Mm. It's got four fleur de lis, mm-hmm. two golden arches, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, also got like embedded with every gemstone you can think of, like emeralds, rubies, diamonds, like the best sapphires that are called spinels. Okay. Um, so. Those are the things that the uh, person wears. Mm. And then um, they're also presented with this thing called the sovereign orb. Okay. And it's a golden orb that was created in 1661 and it's a representation of the sovereign's power and symbolism and symbolizes, I'm sorry, the Christian world with its cross mounted on a globe. And that globe is banded with jewels that divide it into three parts. And that was supposed to represent the three sections, or I'm sorry, the three continents that was known to the world in medieval times. Oh, man. So it's a globe with a cross on it mm-hmm. made of gold. It's like about, I don't know, seven inches wide. So it's it'll, you know, it would fit in your hand.
0: How much do you think Goodwill will sell one of those for? I don't know, probably
1: like $6 million. (laughs) They would get it back to the monarchy ASAP so they can fucking bow, so they can bend the knee. Motherfuckers. We're going to take you down, Goodwill, but not today. Today we're focusing on the crown. Um, So they're given the Sovereign's Orb. The Orb is a representation, like I said, of the Sovereign's power, and it symbolizes the the Christian world. Excuse me. It's made of gold, sapphires, rubies, emeralds, amethysts, diamonds, and pearls. And it has been used at all coronation events since Charles II. Okay. This orb shows Christian sovereignty over the earth.
0: Mm.
1: During the ceremony, the Archbishop of Canterbury places the orb in the right hand of the sovereign, or the monarch or the sovereign, and then it's placed back on the altar um, and then that's when the, they do the oil,
0: yeah, consecration, yeah. yeah, okay.
1: So that's the orb, which there's two of them. So when we get back to that, I'll t- tell you more. But, oh, okay. um,
0: wow, so, so they, they use have... a lot of these like uh, like unique jewelry pieces. There's like a, a couple of things that they need to wear in order to like do it's this d- the
1: scepters, yeah, the crown, okay, the orb okay and then the um i guess this wasn't listed in the um crown jewels list but mm-hmm. the what's the cape that they wear uh
0: yeah what is it i guess like is the it king's
1: a cape, cape? <laughs> a is king's a cape? robe i don't know like the robe
0: it's probably like a robe or yeah. Something, yeah
1: and so um the
0: king's hoodie
1: king's hoodie. His fucking what we, it it wasn't it was like it had like white leopard print on it mm. around the outside. Are they allowed to use snow leopards if it's for royals? I don't know. Or was it made like before the time that we weren't allowed to kill snow leopards? Yeah, that's a good question. It was like fucking Cruello DeVille in that thing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so those are the things that he has to wear. Yeah. Um The uh, St. Edward's crown um, was originally thought to date back to the 11th century Yeah. to the royal St. Edward the Confessor, the last Anglo-Saxon king of England. Mm. So we have that. And then they have a bunch of different um, pieces that they use for banqueting. Yeah. Because... um, this was the thing that I thought was funny. Okay. New plate was particular particularly required for Charles II's coronation banquet. Ritual feasting with its elaborate drama and display was an important opportunity to assert the king's wealth and status. But the existing plate for this purpose had been had been sold.
0: Oh. <laughs> so they had to make a new one?
1: So did they have to sell the royal gems? at some point and then like once they got the power back they were like all right let's remake these
0: who do you think they sent to the pawn shop i like, don't know like to let them out. yeah
1: <laughs> uh we want to get the gems back
0: <laughs> that's hilarious
1: um and then they have like the banquetry so yeah. that's the gold plate um there's these two like gold and silver um can like wine canisters, a mm-hmm. cruet, if you will. I don't know. They call them something different in England, but okay, whatever. And um, then they have this thing that's called uh, the Plymouth Fountain. Okay. And it is a wine fountain, and surrounded and it's surrounded with marine scenes and figures of Neptune, Neptune, and amethystite, which I guess were two like. Uh, Grecian gods.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, with tritons and sea monsters on their wine fa- wine fountain that's mm. part of the royal uh, crown jewels or whatever.
0: hmm
1: And then uh, the first thing that I thought was crazy was the exit... It's called the Exeter Salt, or the Salt of State.
0: Okay. It's
1: 46 centimeters high, and it's all gold, and it's in the shape of a tower, and then... Um, it's supported by four dragons on each side and then it's decorated with frogs and lizards and then a bunch of different uh, gemstones. Oh, shit. And then that's what holds their salt.
0: What do they use the salt for?
1: I mean, I guess seasoning. But salt can be used for a lot of stuff. The royal pretzel. It's it's called the, the exeter salt or the salt of state.
0: Man, I really wish King Ralph was a real guy. Especially yeah. John Goodman going in there and all the time.
1: <laughs> I ain't got time to be the king of England. <laughs> so yeah, that was the crown jewels, and then I was also curious about why they were purple.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that a lot of the things, like one of the crowns and the robes, were purple. Yeah. They focus on purple, the color purple. Purple is
1: like uh, often asso- associated with royalty. Mm-hmm. So I was looking up like the uh, etymology of the word purple, yeah. which comes from the word porphyry, P O R P H Y R Y, which is a type of hard stone made of crystals in a homogeneous base.
0: Mm.
1: Which I'm like, okay, that's what was in the Red Sea that they used to make the color. Oh, okay. So, um, then I looked up what the word pur, P-U-R, meant. hmm Um, and in Hebrew, it was, uh, the same thing. Like, a vase that was made with hard stones with, like, I guess, like, cement in the middle. hmm And, um... What was the other thing that I was telling you? Oh. So, that's where it came from. Like, they, and then they were saying that, um...
0: Well, you were telling me that the uh, the idea that purple was associated with royalty didn't come about until, like, around six 16- fifteen.
1: Yeah, like, the 1550s. That's when it started.
0: And that's right around the time that the Protestant Reformation took place.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah,
0: so I feel like it was, like, the, cra- the crown or the monarchy's way of getting back at the pope, because up until then, purple was known as, like, saintly, and, like... Yeah. It had to be <clears throat> some type of like messenger of God to wear purple or to represent purple or whatever. Yeah. But then when they had that schism take place, the king was like, "I'm gonna take purple because the symbolism is all about me now." You know what I mean?
1: Right, but then it, but then previous to that, the the meaning of the word or the usage of the color purple. Mm-hmm was to like atone for one sin. Mm. So like it would be used like kind of like an emperor has new clothes like mm. kind of like in a mockery type fashion. Yeah, yeah. Like this th- like the same way that they put a fucking crown of thorns on Jesus. Uh yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like in olden terms that was how it was used. Yeah, yeah. Which is just funny cuz it's like another uh Inversion of like inner uh, like initial um, meaning of a word. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
1: So I thought that was interesting, um, <clears throat> and it was only the like the sovereigns now wear purple.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you were saying that the sovereigns is like another term for royalty or whatever. The monarch. Yeah. The monarchs.
1: Yeah. I don't think anybody but the actual monarch is called Sovereign.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool.
1: Um... So those were, like, the things that they use in all the... And, like, that that shit's worth fucking millions of dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, again, we just, like, scratched the surface on what each of those things are. I, I
1: was just curious, like, what's all the jazz for? Like, what are all these wands and shit for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why have I always been told that wands were only for magicians?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly.
1: So what did you find out about, like, the actual ceremony? Can we start talking about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... I started looking into uh, some other things. Um, along with the crown jewels uh, in Edinburgh Castle in Scotland. Yeah. Um, where the crown jewels are kept. Uh, there's also another intricate piece of uh, the coronation ceremony that they keep there. Uh, and that's the Stone of Destiny or the Stone of Scone. Um, which is like a, a big rock essentially that they used to use at, like as the throne that people would sit on for the coronation. Uh, but like in the 17th century, they started adding like wooden pieces to it to make it like an actual throne thing.
1: Oh shit.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so that's like literal game of
0: Thrones. Well, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, it's an ancient symbol of Scotland's monarchy and it's been used for centuries in the inauguration of its kings uh, for Great Britain and England and all that. Uh, yeah, monarchs used to sit on the stone itself until the 17th century. Uh, in 1296, King Edward First of England seized the stone from the Scots and had it built into a new throne at Westminster Abbey. Um,
1: what? From then on,
0: it was used in the coronation ceremonies of the monarchs of England and then Great Britain. Um, so before 1296, there was a whole heap of history uh, with this Stone of Destiny. Or the Stone of Scone. They called it the Stone of Scone because they kept it in a place called scone. Did you know there was a place called scone?
1: No. <laughs> is that where the pastry comes from?
0: I think so, Scones yeah. are
1: not good, though.
0: Mm. Sorry. They're, like, flaky, like, uh... They're,
1: like, dry, hard Yeah, yeah croissants, yeah. like, with not as much flavor.
0: Yeah, what What flavor sc- scones are there? Like, can you... Are there fruit flavors, or is it, like... More like candy. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I think you can do all kinds. Okay. You can put anything in a scone.
0: You've never had a good scone? I don't think I've ever had a good scone. Where I don't do you think
1: go? I've ever had a scone. Like, I think I've taken a bite of one or two and okay. been like, no.
0: Is it like a fritter? Like an apple fritter?
1: I don't know. It's like they do something to make it hard and, and dry at the same time. Mm. And then, like, a little bit flavored.
0: Okay. I don't know. Hmm. I want to try a scone now, but a good one. Well. Where do we go? Do we go to scone, England?
1: I'm, is it? Was it England?
0: Well, it's part of that. It's all England in the end, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So before twelve ninety six, before <laughs> King Edward the First took the stone, as the stone the, of scone, as the official coronation thing, uh, there's like a whole history. So go go read read up about that. Um, So it's primarily kept in Edinburgh Castle Uh, In 1996, the stone was officially returned to Scotland I guess to Edinburgh Castle Uh, And it only leaves Scotland for coronation purposes So, uh, here's a little history of something that happened with the stone Uh, On Christmas Day in 1950 uh, four Scottish students removed the stone from Westminster Abbey in London. Three months later, it turned up 500 miles away at the high altar of Arboroth Abbey, which is in Scotland. So that doesn't seem that crazy, right? I mean, it's a, it's a big stone. You're like, how the fuck did they move that? Like 500 miles in three days?
1: Is it that big? Um... Uh, I thought it was, like, kind of, like, carrying size.
0: I don't think it's carrying size because they used to use it as the, the thing to sit on, right? So, it I must mean, be, like... how big bit. is somebody? <laughs> yeah, that's Do you true. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Queen
1: Elizabeth was pretty small. Like, she could sit on a fucking stool.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but here's the crazy thing about that abbey that that stone turned up in, uh... Three months late Was it three months? I thought it was three days. Oh, maybe it was three months. Yeah, I guess you can move a stone in three months if it's three months. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They just had to keep hiding it the whole time though? Yeah, yeah. I was
0: reading that some somebody that was like out there said that they had uh found it one one time in one of the dudes like trunk of his car or some shit like that. And I'm like, if the stone is that big it couldn't fit in the trunk of his car, right? Maybe.
1: I mean, Maybe yeah, I them. might have a Facebook friend that has the, uh, what's your call it? What Did is that cup that? that everybody's looking for? Oh uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The cup of destiny?
1: Yeah, he thinks he has it, so you never know. The stone of scone could be in anybody's backseat. <laughs>
0: um, so this Arboroff Abbey, uh, that's in Scotland... Uh, it's best known uh, for something called the Declaration of Arbroath, which is uh, It's the most famous document purportedly uh, the most famous document in Scottish history. Uh, and it's a supposedly a letter sent to Pope John the twenty what's XX one one is that twenty two Pope uh, John twenty two
1: Probably. I don't know. I fucking dipped out on Roman numerals. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I remember crying to my mom saying, we're not fucking Roman. Why do I have to learn this? (laughs) I know like one through ten.
0: Yeah, but your mom's Italian, right? So you kind of are, like, Roman. Yeah, but
1: I was like, we have regular numbers now. Why do I have to
0: do this? (laughs) I don't know how
1: many X's it is, okay? (laughs) I could probably learn it pretty easily, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think it's that hard.
1: I know, I'm just a stubborn bitch.
0: You just gotta uh, make friends with the M&Ms, because they all have the different ones on top. of. Or was that just for the Y2K thing? Do you remember that? Was that a fever dream that I had? What? Was there, like, a commercial where, like, there were M&Ms and they were, like, using Roman numerals for something? The red M&M and the yellow m m
1: Dog, I don't remember that They don't talk to you through the TV? No. (laughs) Only the green one.
0: All right, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Okay, Um, so
1: let's get back to the stone.
0: Yeah, so these Scottish students on Christmas Day in 1950 moved it to this Arboroth Abbey, which is in Scotland. Uh, The the most famous Scottish uh, document, supposedly, is this Declaration of Arboroth which was a letter sent to Pope John at the time in response to his renewed excommunication of Robert the Bruce. So, uh, Robert the Bruce had defeated Edward II of England in 1314. Mm. Uh, But the War of Independence kept going for some reason. Uh, Robert was excommunicated in 1306, because supposedly he killed his rival to take the crown as the King of Scotland. Um, but then he was absolved by a bishop in Glasgow. So he went from being excommunicated to not being excommunicated. Back in the church, back in the Pope's good, gracious, suppo- good graces, supposedly. How did he do that? He was friends with one of the bishops in, in Scotland. So he like absolved him of all the sins that made him excommunicated.
1: From the Catholic Church? Yeah. Okay.
0: But which was prevalent at the time. It was 13-something, so that schism schism didn't occur yet. The Protestant okay. Reformation hadn't happened. Okay. So everything was, was Catholic. Um, so he was excommunicated and then forgiven. Uh, then he captured Berwick from England in 1318, uh, supposedly during a papal truce. Uh, the English then persuaded the Pope at the time, Pope John XXII, uh, to renew the excommunication on uh, Robert the Bruce. Um, let's see. Okay, so the letter to Pope John was called an apologia, which from first time you hear it, sounds like it would be an apology. Yeah. But it's... Uh, the exact opposite. It's a formal written defense of one's opinions or conduct. So, if you wanted to like defend the reason why you did something in writing, you would write an apologia. But it's not like saying you're sorry for something.
1: What makes sense? Another word inversion.
0: Um, so, basically, this uh, apologia was basically them saying you shouldn't renew the excommunication of robert de bruce because if you excommunicate him technically i don't think he can be king of scotland does that make sense
1: okay okay
0: um, but i guess in the process of writing that apology, that like kind of set their scotland's case for becoming independent okay from england okay so if robert de bruce was excommunicated the king of england comes in and takes over scotland
1: That's what they did, right?
0: Exactly. But if he's not excommunicated, then technically he won that battle. He takes over England as the new king of England. Okay. makes sense. Um, So they wanted to basically send this letter to be like, you know, this is a reason for us remaining independent. We don't want to be part of the British blah, blah, blah. Um, And they sent it from that abbey in 1320. Uh, The most famous line from that apologia is uh, it is in truth, not for glory, not for riches nor honors that we are fighting, but for freedom for that alone, which no honest man gives up, but with life itself. Shit. Yeah,
1: that was Robert the Bruce.
0: No, that was the letter that they wrote to the Pope to defend Robert the Bruce and say that he shouldn't be excommunicated.
1: But Robert the Bruce, Bruce did murder his brother.
0: What, is that, what does the brother have to do with
1: it? I'm just wondering, like, well, you know, know, know. <laughs> like, what was the logistics in, um, you know, morality?
0: Well, the Pope wanted him excommunicated. Well, I don't know if the Pope wanted him, but England wanted him excommunicated because if he was excommunicated, he was no longer. This king. The king. Yeah. And gotcha. The, the king of England can come in and say, nah, he never defeated me. Because he was excommunicated. Okay. Um, so.
1: So that's the 1300s?
0: That was uh, the 1300s. And then religious life continued in the Abbey until the Protestant Reformation in 1560. Okay. Uh, in 1580, the Abbey was dismantled. Dismantled, And the parts were used to build a new church. Mm. Um, but here's some funny... Uh, Facts about this abbey, right? Arboroth Abbey. Um, William the First, William the Lion, founded the abbey in 1178. Okay. The abbey was created as a memorial to his friend, his childhood friend, Thomas Becket, which was the murdered Archbishop of Canterbury.
1: Oh, shit. I got some information about them.
0: Yeah. Um, and then William I was buried in front of the Abbey's high altar in 1214. So. Damn. Yeah, so these guys, these Scottish students, uh, stole the Stone of Destiny from London, where it was being kept, and they brought it back to this abbey uh, and placed it back next to the high altar, I guess, which was... What, their way of, like, fighting the power and saying that uh, Scotland should go sovereign again, maybe?
1: I guess. When was that?
0: 1950. Christmas Day,
1: 1950. <laughs> I'm trying to... You know what's so funny? Um, my uh coworker mm-hmm. is, um, like, first generation here from Scotland. And I would love to kind of ask her, like, what life was like in Scotland.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because I don't understand it. What do you mean? I mean, I kind of get, like, Irish culture and, like, British culture and, like, other different, you know what I mean? But Scottish kind of seems like...
0: Well, they were mostly those, uh, what were they called? The the Picts, I think? The tattooed, like, warriors? That, that were was throughout. Scottish? I think that was, they were Scottish, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had a rich, like, history of, uh, like, native, uh scottish island dwellers i guess (laughs)
1: yeah see but like you know how we can go back and say like the ireland people had like gaelic and like you know what i mean i don't know what scotland's version of that is and i mean who knows probably
0: (laughs) i think it was the pics yeah i think p p i c q u e s I gotta look that up. I don't know. I think I think there's writing out there that said like the Roman army was like afraid of them when they were like going by, because they were like all crazy or some shit. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, that's that's the bulk of the things that I saw on the the Stone of Destiny or the Stone of Scone. Okay. Uh, they use it as like a throne for some reason, which I think is. So like they a bring it over, to yeah. Scotland. Yeah, it does <laughs>
1: kind of seem like that, but what is that? Um mean like because there was a conversion of the two or not a conversion a um union of the two crowns yeah yeah from scotland and from england yeah so is that
0: like to like i guess that's like their way of saying like this is part of the scottish uh tradition so we're gonna keep that going since we're like running that shit now maybe i don't know i
1: guess i don't know it seems fucked up what was braveheart mad about
0: braveheart william wallace yeah Cause the king uh, fucked his bitch and he didn't like that. Oh shit! Yeah, that what was that called? Like numinous, Dumanimus or some shit. Where like the yeah
1: John Wick syndrome.
0: It's like the the king or like the general or something was allowed to like bang the wife, any wife on like her first night of marriage or something like that.
1: Yeah, order that's to a wild. Prepare rule. her for
0: her husband or some shit like that.
1: Is that that is that really where the word fuck came from? Fornication under the consent of the king?
0: No, I think they made that up. I don't know where You know what? I There's that, that. Nicholas Cage show where he explores the history. Yeah, I thought of it was gonna
1: be way cooler than it was, and it wasn't.
0: So. You know why? Because they had other people in it. If it yeah. was just Nicolas Cage <laughs> in a, in a stark white room, it would have been just amazing. Sweating and telling me like where fucking curse words came from. <laughs> yeah, I watch that every day. I'll go to sleep watching that actually. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but yeah, so that was all about the the stone of destiny, but there were other parts of this like coronation that were kind of like weird to us.
1: Yeah. Did you find out about the oil?
0: Yeah. So, uh, there's most of this thing is the coronation is like televised and allowed, uh, to be seen by what quote unquote, like, I guess outsiders of people that are not part of the royal crown or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's one specific, uh, moment. That people aren't allowed to look at, and uh, it's the the I guess they they were using the term anointing as if it was like a like a catch all. Yeah. There's an official name for it, and it's called uh, the act of consecration.
1: Consecration. Yeah!
0: Yeah! Yeah! Okay. And uh, yeah, every other part of the coronation is open for public view besides this one, uh, because it is considered the most sacred and solemn moment in the entire ceremony. Uh, And it's meant to be private, always. That one part. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's
1: literally the Wizard of Oz.
0: Yeah, so, well, hold on. You're going to say that a little bit more after I tell you this part. Um, This whole act, the act of consecration, uh, is based on the anointing of King Solomon in the Bible.
1: What?
0: Yeah. Uh, Much of the ceremonial and ritual... Uh, practices uh, that surround the British monarchy are br- based on practices described in the Old Testament in the Bible,
1: which was bringing me back to the pur- purpura, purple, yeah, shit exactly because we went, when we looked back at the Hebrew meaning of it, mm-hmm. it was like part of like casting lots. Yeah, yeah, and um, wait, you had something about salt.
0: Well, it's interesting that you talk about Hebrew. Uh, Shut out. But, uh.
1: Mega <laughs> bunya.
0: This next part. Uh, anointing a new monarch with holy oil.
1: But did you find out what the oil is made of?
0: No, but I have some other shit about it.
1: Okay, sorry. But
0: anointing a new monarch with holy oil is directly based on the anointing of the earliest Israelite kings, as described in the first book of Samuel and the first book of Kings in the Bible. So this Mm. whole ritual is, like, based off of what they used to do to the kings of Israel. Right? Okay. So uh, the act of anointing was usually carried out by a priest uh, and it signified the setting apart of the king and it signaled his divine election. Right. It was also the moment of which God adopted the monarch as his son And at which God's spirit descended on into the monarch. So, I guess interpreted as the son in the father, son, the Holy Spirit thing.
1: So the fucking, the king is God?
0: The king is the Pope. Is what the Pope believes, right? Oh. Right? Yeah. The spirit of God comes into the Pope and he can tell everybody what they're doing
1: oh yeah
0: the reformation comes around and the king is like no 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 i'm the guy that they're talking to not that guy because i wear purple <laughs> oh my god um yeah so the usually is a priest that does it um
1: wait no it's not a priest cool hold on okay
0: uh, it's compared to the or- ordination of high priests, I guess, in other religions. Because okay, of so the putting
1: the guy in, in the king's position is compared to the or- ordination of high priests. Yeah, or like
0: the Pope, I guess. The okay. Same, the same, uh, level of respect should be shown to it, I guess, in there eyes. Um, so, during the ceremony itself, uh, it's never been televised. We saw the one that happened with the queen. Right, we didn't see the one this year. We maybe saw like a clip of it.
1: We saw like a little bit of his like walk walk through, but, but not, we didn't see the uh, not, not
0: this part, not the anointing, right?
1: And that's what I was hoping we'd see, but I forgot that their time was so much different than ours.
0: Yeah. So, so during that ceremony, uh, the monarch is covered with a canopy uh, that's held by four knights of the garter. <laughs> uh, he's seated in King Edward's chair. Uh, with the stone of scone beneath him, so it's like a like he's above the symbol of the Scottish royalty. Uh, while it, while the choir here's oh, fucking so weird. Then there's a choir that is singing right a specific song, and they're singing the song, Zardok the Priest and Nathan the Prophet. I've never heard of this before.
1: What is that?
0: I don't know. But that's... So...
1: Did you look the song up?
0: Yeah. I, well, I looked up pieces of it. Okay. So, <laughs> so... So...
1: Zardok the priest?
0: Yeah, some shit like that.
1: And Nathan the prophet? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck kind of Game of Thrones shit is so, going
0: on? So they come with this this canopy, right? And they cover... The four knights of the garter have to come and like cover the, the, the new monarch, right? yeah. Uh, And then, uh, because this is usually done by a priest, and because this has nothing to do with any of the other stuff that we were talking about before, uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury anoints the king with holy oil on the palms of his hands, his chest, and then his head. Um, What I looked up about this anointing oil is that it's created by the Patriarch of Jerusalem... And the Anglican Archbishop in Jerusalem. So, the two head guys of those things out they there. They make the oil? Yeah, it's consecrated there uh, at the Church of Holy Sepulcher.
1: The The Church of the Holy Sepulcher?
0: Yeah. yeah the one that they the...
1: that they built over the occult church?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, so that's where they make it. And then the, before it's used, uh, like, they don't... Take it out of the thing. They put it in uh, a thing called the coronation spoon. So they pour it into the coronation spoon. And then from there, they dip it and then anoint the person from there.
1: What?
0: Um, so, yeah, Archbishop of Canterbury is the one that does it, right? The guy that was murdered by... <laughs>
1: Well, the Archbishop of Canterbury,, yeah. is basically the Pope of the Anglican religion.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: So what were you saying about the, like, about that?
0: Well, so let me just finish on what happens with the anointing. So during the anointing, the Archbishop will say the following words. He says, uh, "Be your hands anointed with holy oil, be your breasts anointed with holy oil." Be your head anointed with holy oil, as kings, priests, and prophets were anointed. And as Solomon as anointed king by Zadark the priest and Nathan the prophet, so you may be <clears throat> so you may be anointed, blessed, and consecrated king over the peoples whom the Lord your God has given you to rule and govern. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. <laughs> So that's that's the thing that's taking place Ooh. while this choir behind them is singing this song, fucking Zardok the fucking whatever the fuck. And then, uh, yeah, they get anointed. And this whole time, the Knights of the Garter are the ones that are holding this canopy up and making sure that nobody can see this process. Pretty crazy. Yeah uh I garter
1: up, as in g-a-r-t
0: like garter belt so or uh, like
1: garden of eden no
0: garter belt like a woman wears around her uh what you call it thigh uh and i'll tell you why is that uh it was founded in uh by king edward the third uh of the church of england or of the kingdom of england in uh 1348 um Right around the time, Edward was trying to make the claim to the French throne. He founded this order of knights. Um, and according to the accepted legend, uh, the name comes from a specific occasion, uh, when a woman's garter belt fell from her thigh. And, uh, people started laughing at her. (laughs) And, uh... One of the knights from the king like picked up, or maybe it was the king or whatever, picked up the garter belt for the lady because he didn't, he didn't think it was a laughing matter. And he had a famous quote. He said, shame on him that thinks ill of it that the lady's garter belt fell. So I think these guys were the first uh, incel simps in the world
1: <laughs> I told you they reminded me of those fucking monkeys from um the wizard of oz Oh yeah You know what yeah, I yeah. mean like yeah, they're little yeah. walking around like ooh <laughs> But okay all right so like before that they didn't have anybody to like put the veil up while they anointed them
0: Yeah I don't think they they did that ceremony like that. Or maybe the ceremony was more private and they didn't open it up to other people to see. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there was no fucking media back then. Yeah, there was no TV. You know, they could the do Middle whatever ages. they wanted in the fucking 1500s. Who's going to make it there?
0: <laughs> um, but there's a funny thing about these uh, these knights of... Uh,
1: the knights of the garter? The
0: knights of the garter. They're named after this, right? But then they're saying that Women weren't allowed to be part of it until 1987 when Queen Elizabeth II made it uh, possible to install Lady Companions of the Garter. So I don't think they're knights officially, but they're Lady Companions.
1: Do they have, like, women in the military called Lady Companions? I
0: don't uh, Maybe that's, like, the highest, like, level of military service you can achieve in that, like, area.
1: Lord and Lady? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Um, but then I was also reading that, like, around the time, I guess, uh, the 1300s, 1348, that this was created, uh, men wore garter belts, too. Like, that was, like, a, a thing at the time. That also could be like fake media trying to discredit. I don't know.
1: Yeah, what is the meaning of a garter? I feel like that's definitely a fucking red herring story because I'm looking at the um, salt cellar pillar thing that I'm telling you, yeah, and yeah. it looks just like. The like the four dragons holding up the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, which has the salt in it. Yeah. It yeah. kind of gave me the same imagery.
0: Oh
1: shit! So. Um, that's fucking wild. Um, wait, what did you say the stone was made out of, though? Like, did you did you tell me there was something like special of me about the like
0: um, I, stone it was, itself? It was like a a red clay or something like that. It was red clay stone, like made from the stuff. I guess from Scotland around that that area. Okay. It wasn't nothing special about it, but...
1: I didn't know if you were saying it was, like, sand, like, limestone or something no, like that. it might have been, like, like red sandstone
0: of... or something, or clay or something like that. I don't know. But it's... it's. I don't think there's anything specifically special about the composition of the stone. I think it was purely symbolic that me, meant something to, like, Scottish royalty, and uh, the monarchy of england like when they took over that they've been doing this ever since is like a fuck you to them like
1: but i think they're actually scotland scottish because even though like the it became the british monarchy i think the monarchs are actually like the scottish background Mm -hmm. because remember i said that the um the uh the lineage line switch from being like the fa- father's line to the mother's line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that
1: was in do you want me to go through what I found out?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go through it. Fuck. I just No you're good.
1: Hopefully I didn't fuck up my mic just there. <laughs>
0: you're good.
1: Um so I saw it out to answer the question <laughs> why do they have castles in Scotland? And like why did the like English
0: Wait, you started off by thinking, why is there castles in Scotland?
1: Like, it was weird to me that they brought the Queen to Scotland before, oh, like, like, like...
0: British, like British-owned castles? Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant, like, why, like, in general, why were there castles there?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I said, well, I'm sorry, I said, why does the British monarchy have a castle in Scotland?
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So what did you find in that?
1: Mary, Queen of Scots was the only surviving child of James V of Scotland, who okay. I guess was the last king of Scotland.
0: Okay. Maybe. I thought it was Forest Whitaker. <laughs> M-
1: Mary was raised in France to be saved from invading English forces during the quote-unquote rough wooing. I'll tell you what that was in a minute.
0: The rough wooing?
1: Yeah. It oh, was uh, or also known as the Eight Years' War, which Ooh. is part of the Anglo-Scottish Wars of the 16th century Following its break from the Catholic Church, uh, English attacked Scotland partly to break the Auld Alliance and to prevent Scotland being used as a springboard for future invasion by France and to force Scottish Parliament to confirm the existing marriage alliance between Mary, Queen of Scots, Mm. and um, the English heir apparent, Edward.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, um... He so Edward's the one that took the stone of Scone from England. Yeah. But so there was an a alli- lot there was an old alliance between the kingdoms of Scotland, France, and England. Okay. Um, and they had a treaty which was called the Treaty of Gr- Greenwich.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, it entailed a plan developed by Henry the Eighth of England. To unite both kingdoms, i.e., the union of the crowns, mm. it didn't it didn't work, and that's what resulted in the rough rough wooing. Oh, so shit. basically, Henry the Eighth like tried to pass a law that was like, your daughter, even though she's an infant, is definitely gonna marry my son.
0: Mm.
1: And um, they were like, nah.
0: Okay.
1: And then that's when all the fighting began. They actually did end up getting married. Mm. Um, so Mary married, Mary married William Mm -hmm. and they, so Mary was the queen of Scotland and William was the king of England. Okay. So they both come to the throne in 1689 as king and queen of their own right.
0: Mm, Okay. Um,
1: and at that time during the coronation, they each had their own order. (laughs)
0: Oh okay so one orb a piece.
1: One orb a piece, yeah. Okay. And then um, they had a daughter Queen Victoria.
0: So wait, France probably has their own orb too, right? If it was like a tr- a trilogy
1: thing. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, oh I don't man. even know. They didn't even talk about it. Because so William and Mary, mm. William's in England, Mary comes from Scotland. Mm-hmm. They have a daughter named Victoria. Okay. And um They, uh she was basically the like the the person that changed the lineage to the mother side. Yeah. So yeah. even though the crown is in Britain, mm-hmm. it's the Scottish line.
0: Mm, okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it was Queen Victoria and then her son King Edward was the 7th was the, was the king from 1901 to 1910, and that's known as the Edwardian period.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and then his son, King George V, um, he was the first person to change the n- the name of the royal house to the House of Windsor. Oh, okay. And then he was eu- the one that was euthanized. Remember I told you that oh, yeah. he, he had... So he was Queen Elizabeth's grandfather.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, that was King George V. And they
0: euthanized And him. then
1: his son, Edward the eighth he was only uh in power for like less than a year and then he abdicated the throne to his brother because he wanted to marry his sideho.
0: Mm.
1: and then um
0: kind of like what the current guy did
1: exactly and then george <laughs> his brother became the president the president <laughs> became the king yeah and then after was queen elizabeth mm, okay so that was up to date of uh The lineage, which I was just kind of curious, you know, like...
0: Yeah, sorry if anybody's bored with this, but it's super interesting.
1: I don't give a shit if you're bored, because I needed to lay this out and be like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? I've only pieced together from, like, um... I think I actually even missed a piece between William and Mary, because they were not the parents of Queen Victoria. Mm. But they were the last people that came... Whatever. Anyway, so they basically took over the Scot- Scottish crown when yeah. the, the two kids from those two countries got married. Okay. And then they took a monar- the monarch out of Scotland. So Scotland has a parliament, but they don't have a a sitting monarch. Yeah. Because I was like, why did the queen always want to be in Scotland? She never wanted to be in England. Like, bitch, aren't you the English queen? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it
1: was weird. That was my whole line of thought when I was looking into it.
0: I always thought it was like like a symbolism of like, this is United Kingdom or whatever. Like, she has a place like in Scotland and in, you know, England, whatever the fuck. And she just spent, like, her time there because she liked it there more, I thought. But, I don't
1: know. I mean, I don't know. There's it always
0: a reason for this shit, as, as we found out.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> so, look at it now. Like, uh, they took out Diana, right? Well, And now you Allegedly. got... Cam- Allegedly. I'm not going to say D- that Diana shit. exited the picture.
0: <laughs>
1: and then uh, you got Camilla in there. And then what's his name made her queen so is she actually the queen i don't think she'll become Mm. the queen if uh charles dies i think it goes right to william
0: yeah yeah well who was charles's brother was that the guy that was caught on yeah
1: that was prince andrew he got he he's a rapist can you and he's (laughs) actually (laughs) in line i think before Meghan markle Oh, that's has to sting, right? <laughs> yeah, you would but have then to then get she... like convicted child predator <laughs> is in the line of secession before her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Dude, um, I think
1: we're, we're at a minute and eight, or an hour and eight. Do you want to... Uh...
0: No, I feel like... Let's keep it going. I feel like it's going to be good. <laughs> um, edit
1: that out then. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Okay. Cut. <laughs> um, Yeah, Prince Andrew was the guy. Did they strip him of any of his stuff?
1: They, I know the queen was like, she did something to strip him of his title. Okay. But even if they strip them of their title, I think they're still in this succession because they want to keep that in the family. You know Can what I they, mean? Can like, they
0: technically like, murder one of the people and then get away with it and become like, the new guy or whatever? How does that work with these laws these days? You know what I mean. Like, is that like, I know it's illegal for like human laws, but is it illegal for like monarchy rules? I don't know. To
1: murder somebody. I don't know how that like, works. Like if yeah. if Prince William was like, I'm ready to be king now. If he just kind of like dosed his dad. It
0: just yeah, well it did whatever. Like, is that? I know he can go to human jail, but right. does he go to like like monarchy jail?
1: Um, I don't know. Like, do you think they have a separation of church and state?
0: No, obviously. They tried to make the king the new pope. Oh, because they had a disagreement wait, about the so divorce. wait,
1: let's talk about what your uh, what your theory is. What's that? You're like, I think that the Catholics are supporting the pope, and then everybody else is supporting the crown.
0: Oh, Christians are like, unknown. Because you got to talk
1: about the Anglicans.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it's too much. We gotta save that for a different episode. But as you see, we we covered like a lot of stuff. Uh, hopefully, um, whoever's listening to this finds it interesting and can go out and look up more about these things. Um, yeah,
1: because it's sorcery. Yeah, and it's like the more that people just kind of like look a little bit at it and are like, "Wait a minute, yeah. what's this for? I've seen this in a fucking movie before."
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but. We brought up uh, Prince Andrew that he's the guy that they said was on Epstein's island before. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was in the news recently because supposedly this guy bought both of the. I- Did you know there was two islands included in the Epstein? Island? I thought it was one island.
1: What was it Big St. James and Little St. James? It's
0: Great St. James and Little St. James. Oh
1: shit! I was kind of close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How unoriginal! Um, we gotta look up who St. James was. Mm. The patron patron saint of. Uh
0: oh don't go don't don't say it. don't don't say
1: it palm, palm trees
0: there you go um so it, the islands were purchased by this guy named steven deckoff <laughs> um and it's pretty funny because he, he bought both of the islands for less than half of what they were estimated to be worth yeah so the estimated value of both of the islands was 125 million um him and his uh Company SD Investments. Uh, they purchased it for, I think, a little under $60 million. So it's like less than half
1: How is that even year. possible? Like, how is that allowable?
0: Because I think nobody else wants to buy the Epstein Rape Island. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but the funny thing is. Yeah, how do
1: you think they're going to rebrand that?
0: Well, here's the funny thing. He's trying to. He, he bought the two islands. Make and it
1: like an escape room.
0: His plans is to make it a state of the art, five star, world class luxury. 25-room resort. Get
1: the fuck out of here. It reminds me of that... The, that What was that movie we just watched? The Menu? Uh,
0: oh, the, yeah. The Glass
1: Onion or whatever?
0: Uh, they were all the same.
1: Yeah, but that's literally what's going to happen there. <laughs> it's just going to be a place for...
0: I don't know. Um, the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, which these islands are, are part of, uh, they will receive half of the proceeds from the sale, uh, as well as... $105 million in cash from the Epstein estate uh, to... I guess they had this lawsuit that got settled last year that said whenever the islands get sold, then the Epstein estate owes the Virgin Islands this much money. Um, How much
1: money's in the fucking Epstein estate and who's got charge of that?
0: I don't know. I I don't know why it's still there, right? like.
1: Like, why wouldn't they have dissolved that and given all that money out to, like... I don't know anybody, but just sitting there. The victims. I mean, bail out a bank at this point. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) Um, But I was reading that another part of it was that uh, the the U.S. Virgin the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands was going to get another uh, big check from the Epstein estate because of another lawsuit in which uh, they sued the estate because when Epstein moved there, um, he like, demolished a bunch of, like, ancient ruins that were (laughs) there at the time to build his fucking, his sex palace.
1: Damn, do we have any, I wonder if there's any, like, pictures of what it looked like before he demolished it. I mean, honestly, he probably just built the church right on top of the, uh, the old one. Like everybody else does. (laughs) Um, What
0: the F. But yeah, so this guy that bought, the uh, islands, uh, his company, SD Investments, um, their biggest thing is something called uh, Black Diamond uh, Capital Investments, and I guess they're like a capital investment firm, Um, they have like a bunch of partnerships, Uh, I went and checked them out, Um, their portfolio includes Ion Media, which is like, you remember PAX TV? Yeah. It was like Channel 20 or some shit like that. And they had like, like like reruns of like uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and shit like that. Um, so they own that. Apparently that's a Mormon television company uh, based oh, out of Utah. Yeah. Um, they also own or they have a partnership with Werner Ladder. So they got ladder money.
1: They got fucking ladder money? <laughs> they got
0: ladder money. They got investments in Bayou Steel. Um, Smarticarta. Which is I guess a company that deals with uh those lockers at like uh amusement parks and shit and like airports. They make those lockers. <laughs>
1: what a weird fucking conglom- conglomeration of businesses.
0: Um the last one is Sunworld, which is uh uh a company that uh grows vegetables and fruits that are used for stuff. <laughs> And uh, the last thing is the PTC Alliance, which I don't know, I didn't really look into what that was. But, but yeah, those are all the things that these guys are a are part into? Of. Yeah, yeah. They bought Epstein's Island, they're gonna make a resort there. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, here you go. <clears throat> the PTC Alliance is a global leader in manufacturing and distribution of drawn over mandrel tubing. Electrical resistance welded welded tubing? I guess they make tubings for things.
1: So they have all the supplies to make like a fucking rape dungeon uh, in all their companies.
0: Certainly the infrastructure. I think that's what they, <laughs> they special-
1: the bones are still there.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so do you think anybody's going to go to... The resort that's made on the, uh, island that formerly housed Epstein's, uh...
1: Yeah, it's either gonna be, like, a spot for, like,
0: um... What would they have to build there for you to be like, I gotta go check this shit out?
1: Uh, nothing. I wouldn't... I don't think I would go.
0: Anything at all? Time machine?
1: I feel like there's no really reason for me to be on that island. It's just bad juju,
0: right? Just sink the island.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to get on a fucking plane to get there. Uh, Like, no thank you. yeah. No.
0: I'm not a fan of, like, one-way-in, one-way-out places.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it's a fucking, like, nightmare to get there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What
1: do you think's gonna happen once you're there? Yeah,
0: nothing good happens there.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't believe they, like, allowed the sale of that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess
0: the money's gonna go towards whatever the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands is gonna use it for. Hopefully not How is it? So wait,
1: they're the U.S. Virgin Islands, but they're not governed by our government?
0: Um, I think there's like a partnership there or something. Like the same thing that happens with Guam or Puerto Rico or something. Huh. I think they got a say in something, but I don't think it really matters towards whatever.
1: It's like pretty much everything then, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but uh, speaking of the Epstein Islands, let's end on this. Uh, we were talking about this string of funny like uh occurrences that were happening on the news uh about these like child labor law violations that were happening. <laughs> uh the big one was um mcdonald's uh there were uh three mcdonald's franchisees that operated uh 62 different mcdonald's locations uh across indiana uh kentucky maryland and ohio and um I guess somebody did an investigation and they found that there was 305 miners that were working at these. Uh,
1: like coal miners who no, were out no, of no. a job?
0: Yeah, yeah. no, children, <laughs> the original coal miners.
1: So how old, like I thought I saw something like 10 year old was caught working at 2 a.m. or something yeah, so, like that.
0: So in the report, I guess like two of them that they could point out were 10 year olds. That were working at a particular McDonald's. Uh That's the rest hilarious. of them were just like classified as underage, which I guess I mean Was that... the
1: shift supervisor just like too dumb to realize that like the overnight people were ten?
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like could that have just been a simple oversight? Wait a minute. Like...
0: You're two kids in a trench
1: coat.
0: <laughs> I'm only paying one of you. <laughs>
1: Well, I know uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders passed some sort of labor law, shout out, uh, saying something like where they they lowered the children's working age to 12.
0: Yeah, well, I've seen, that was another thing. But that's the
1: same state that wants you to have to, um, like, use your ID to get onto the internet.
0: Arkansas? Is that where she's from? She's from Arkansas, I think. The state that's trying to do that is Utah. Or Maybe she are.
1: like signed that. No, no, they're trying to say that kids, um, like kids under eighteen, like aren't shouldn't be on social media. Oh. So they're trying to make it so they have to do like some sort of, I don't know, validation. They're just gonna make
0: a new generation of fucking uh, hackers. Hackers from like, uh, no the movie Hackers.
1: No shits.
0: <laughs> that movie was way ahead of its <laughs> time, by the way. It really was. <laughs> I feel like people didn't appreciate that movie when it came out. Probably because it was so terrible. It's, but, still, uh, terrible, it's but... still terrible, but... It's still terrible, but it's nice. It holds up nicely. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, what, how, they were... Look, the age currently to work at McDonald's is what? Like, I remember people like 14 working at McDonald's, right? Like... Am I crazy? Was that like a thing?
1: I think it was 14 because I think you had to be 14 to get working papers when I was like in high school.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was like, I feel like a normal thing to see like a 14 year old work at like a McDonald's.
1: Yeah, I think like in the after hours.
0: Like, oh, it's the time. There's like time laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they weren't like directly underage. They just were underage for that time period. Right, right. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, I mean,
1: I had working papers at 14. I was working at places that, without working papers, at 13, just getting paid cash. Mm. So, uh, I don't think child labor is a new thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: I think it's weird to say that kids are young enough to work, or old enough to work, but they can't use the internet. Like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think I'm fucking working for?
0: Old enough to bleed, old enough to pay taxes (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i don't know you think that's that's where we're heading like it's gonna be like like jobs that people don't want are gonna be going to like younger and younger kids until like children are the most marginalized uh a hundred percent and
1: things are coming full circle. It's only taken like a hundred years, right? When was the last time we had kids in sweatshops
0: mm. during like
1: the world wars when all the men were away?
0: Well, in America, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been
1: about a hundred years since yeah. the first one. It's time to restart that again. <laughs> Damn. let's get those kids back in the factories <laughs> the schools were only created to prepare them for the factories anyway so That's we true. might as well just stick them right in the factories well use it. Yeah, use you that know just give them right? a, a, an hour a week of like reading and writing and arithmetic yeah. and then the rest of the time they can just crank out the cheeseburgers
0: for everyone so that there you go yeah you know, do you like a cheeseburger you never know I don't know if I would want like a 10 year old making the cheeseburger for me though
1: I mean, have you seen 10-year-olds, like, this this time? Their head wouldn't even make it over, like, the counter. You wouldn't know who was giving it to you.
0: Would you rather have a robot make it or a 10-year-old make it?
1: Uh, I don't care. Really? No.
0: I'd rather have a robot.
1: Well, I would rather have a 10-year-old robot make it.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Well, hopefully he is not pledging allegiance to any monarchies or anything. Because... Uh, British robots are the last thing America needs, as we learned from Doctor Who. Um, Yeah, uh, on that note, is there anything else you wanted to discuss today?
1: Oh, yeah, I just thought it was funny since you said that um, British robots were the last thing America needs. Yeah. Um, I was noticing the similarities between um, the song God Save the King Uh and My Country Tis of Thee.
0: Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that. The same yeah, exact yeah.
1: song. Yeah, it's the same exact Same exact, exact song. melody. The
0: melody, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll talk about that next time, because we got to talk about the copyright thing, and the edge sharing thing, and all that other shit.
1: Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It is. And, uh, I don't fucking know, man. It just seems like the fabric of reality is falling apart, and I'm just, like, watching... Like, we're watching a king's coronation happen on live TV, and this person's, like, taken seriously. Yeah. It's weird.
0: Yeah?
1: It's so weird to, that people are, like, excited. I've seen people on Facebook, like, put up, like, a, a King Charles banner, like, on their um fireplace.
0: That's weird. Why it's fucking weird.
1: I don't know. Are they...
0: They're, I guess they're British. I don't know. Oh, maybe they're from there.
1: I mean, I guess, but, like, that's weird. I, guess, I don't know. It's like, did people put up, like, a Joe Biden sash on their fireplace when he gets elected? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, they did. No, we just fly it outside <laughs> their house. I guess it would be weird to fly a picture of King Charles outside of that person's house, so they had to do it on their mantle.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: It's just weird to, like, like leaders. yeah in general, they suck. The other thing that I wanted to mention was the queen's mantra, which was never complain and never explain.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And I'm gonna leave it on that.
0: Yeah, well there you go. Never complain, never explain. Specifically think about stones or jewels or where the oil comes from. Keep it all secret. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, This is a great episode.
1: I think so, too.
0: Yeah. Um, We'll catch you next time. Actual Comedy presents an actual podcast. Peace out.
1: I'm Aaron. Peace.
0: really stink.
1: We were just singing the baby to sleep.
0: Wake up little betty bies.
1: Have you been Betty Bye? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep.
0: When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness, it is deluded,
1: and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the
0: soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.